Dear Heavenly Father, first of all, thank you for this day. Thank you for being such an amazing God. Thank you for Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Lord, you gave us a great opportunity to live for you. I thank you, Lord, for every single one of us, how you chose us before we even knew who you were. You chose us. You empowered us, and you gave us your spirit. So, Lord, with that, we say thank you. So, Lord, we ask you to reduce us that you may be edified. Let your word touch the heart and minds of someone out there. And let their life be transformed and they have a greater passion, a greater desire, a greater love in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're wrapping up the series, The Seven I Am's of Christ. And we're wrapping it up with the climax is I am the vine. And you are the branches. God, in Philippians chapter 1, in verse 6, it says, And I am certain that God, listen to Paul, who began the good work within you, Will, everybody say will. will. Continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. You did not choose God. God chose you. Isn't it great? I remember when I was a kid and uh, we would have basketball teams and and I would you're sitting on the sideline, and, and they would have captains, and they would pick, and you're sitting over there and say, you hope he picks me. Or I hope he don't pick me because I don't want to be on his team. Uh, uh, so you're sitting there in anticipation, hoping that he pick you so you can play. Well, I want you to know that God picked you. Isn't it awesome, man, to be on the dream team? Isn't it awesome, man, you've been on Hill, you've been on teams, man, when you know, say, man, if I get on his team, I know we're going to win and we're going to run the court for a while. So you get the right combination and we're not losing. I want you to know you're on the right team. Jesus would often tell stories, uh, and they call, you know, some of them are parables, but they, some people call them allegories, but he would tell these stories, and he would tell it in such a way, man, to get the kingdom message across, and he would always reference it around something that the people could understand, right? And so the people understood the value of grapes and the value of fruit, and so Jesus tells this story and he's let them know that he is the vine. So he talks about this grapevine. And it's unique. The grapevine is a very unique vine. Uh, and so when Jesus said, I am the vine, um, 
he wanted his disciples to know something. I want you to hear me well. That you are going to be very productive if you stay connected with me. There's going to come a time when uh, people are going to try to get you disconnected. People are going to try to tell you, man, Jesus is not the way. Don't pay attention to that. Listen to me. They're trying to pull you away from your source of life. In the event that you get cut away from the vine, you're in some serious trouble. So Jesus, with everything centered around loving us, God loved the world so much that he created a pathway for us to be back in relationship with him and win for life. This is probably one of the most uh, important messages I think I'm going to ever preach. Uh, because it's life transforming. If you get it, you got to open up your minds and understand what God wants for you. When Jesus tells this story about I'm divine, I want you to listen to what Paul was writing to the church of Galatea. He says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God in you, working in you. Now, remember this, God chose you. He chose you, and then now, against what some people say, that you don't have the Holy Spirit, don't listen to them. You accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you believed it with your heart. God deposited in you his spirit. And this is important. That's why Calvary is so crucial. He says, these things right here rest inside of you as an individual. They're in you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Then he goes on to say, there is no law against these things. I want you to hear me well. Right? Um, when people try to pull you away from Christ or from your power source, remember everything about Jesus is about love. And it's about helping you be everything God intended for you to be. God wanted to change the world, so when he changed the world, he incarnated himself, and he came into the world as a human being. He embodied in that human being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So Satan's mission is just the opposite of all of them. He wants your stress level up so high. He don't want you to have any self-control. He don't want you to have any patience. He don't want you to love anybody. He wants you to be mean. He wants you to be a hater. Right? He wants you to find fault in other people right? and then find everything wrong with them as though there's nothing going on in your life. So he, he's, he's constantly pointing out all the flaws in the person that God created in his image. 
Now, uh, I know the people that saved and sanctified and the Holy Ghost feels that I was uh, uh, created in God's image, but so is the person next to you because before you was what you are now, you were like them before. Right? And so what God did, he did something special. He came into your life, empowered you with the Holy Spirit, transformed you, and you became a new creature. And, and you, you start to walk different. You start to talk different. You put your drugs down. You quit stealing. You quit embezzling. You quit cheating. You quit having sex. You quit doing a lot of things. When you gave your life to Christ, then you became very patient with people. And, and you really start to love people. who, And that really because of God's Holy Spirit in your life. Well, Satan doesn't want you to have that kind of relationship with people. Now, let's not deal with God yet because a lot of people spend a lot of time vertical and they think horizontal doesn't mean much. So we can just treat people any kind of way as we go into our prayer closet. Right? Well, the whole thing is when we go into our prayer closet and we spend this devotional time with God and we want to be connected with God, the whole purpose of him connecting with you is so you can connect with others. And, and don't be so quick to find the flaws in everybody else's life when you know that you have some things in your life that God is working on. So it kind of it helps you, man, look at other people and love them, man, like Christ loved them. Right? And so, so when we talk about this vine and we talk about the Holy Spirit and we talk about this gift, the great gift that God gave us, precious. I love you. Right? The great gift that God gave us was the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, the gift of the Holy Spirit is big because it is the very thing that people is going to see, man, God through your life. Without it, they'll never see God because you'll be operating on another level where you hold, your whole mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's your mission. When you don't have God in your life, that's what happens, right? And, and you like this. Now, but I want you to understand something as we go into this lesson. And, and I'm, I hope to go over today. I really do, right? So you can go home and have something to talk about, right? So now, so Jesus is in St. John, uh, the, the 15th chapter, and he starts to talk. Now listen to me. Now I want you to hear this well. Now listen to what he says. He says, I am. Now remember, now he's he letting his disciples know who he is. Now he's about to go back to Calvary, right? He's about to give it all up. He's about to go back home to his father. He said, but I want you to understand who you are, and who I am. He says, so this is important for us to do kingdom work. He says, I want you to understand something. He says, I am, despite what everybody else said, all the Antichrists, and the Antichrists are all those people who said Jesus is not. They're the Antis, right? He says, but I want you to understand something. I am. Everybody say, I am. That's what he said. He said, I am. He said, I am the true grapevine. He said, I'm the true grapevine. He says, and my father is not only the owner, he's also the gardener. Now, there's a difference. You may own the grapevine, but you may have a vine dresser that takes care of it. But my father is the vine dresser and the owner. He said, but I'm the grapevine. So you have to understand the grapevine. And I said, this grapevine uh, is this big vine, and from the vine sprouts off other branches, right? And uh, they only get their life, man, through the vine. If you disconnect them from the vine, eventually they'll die. 
in the event that you get disconnected from Christ, it's just a matter of time that your life starts to deteriorate. Things start to go haywire, and you don't know what to do. You don't know from which way to come. And then eventually, every knee going to bow, and you'll be calling somebody, look, would you please pray for me? Because I'm going through too much hell, and the only person that can help me is Jesus. That's why you have to stay connected to him. Right? Now, Satan is trying to get you disconnected. So here's what he says. In verse number two, he cuts off every branch of mine. Who is mine? Who is the mine? All the people who've accepted me as the Messiah. All of those people who've accepted me as their Lord. Right? Now, listen to what he says. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. And then he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. Now, I want you to think about it because there's a difference between cutting off and pruning. Uh, uh, So when they cut it off, it's, it's like a lifeless and it's just sapping the energy or all the nutrients from you. Uh, and so he has to like, get it all because it's dead. Some things in our life is dead. And God has to cut it off. Right? And it's important. Now, remember, we are his branches. We do not. Anytime we decide that God is not important and I don't need Christ, I don't know why I'm talking to you because you're here. Right? Maybe it's for the people that's on the internet that's the antichrists who, who, who say that Jesus is not. But I want to talk to you all about pruning a little bit, right? The so pruning is a little different. Because if you look at a grapevine and you have this vine coming up, and, and the vine will come up and it will grow and it grows out, and you have all these branches sprouting off of it. Now, here's the thing, Zach. Uh, you look at the grapevine and the vine looks good. It's all green and beautiful. The problem is, just because you look good doesn't mean you're productive. You can dress up, but it doesn't mean you're you're doing anything. So what happens is, uh, those branches that's sprouting off, that's taking up all the life, uh, the gardener has to prune it back. And he cuts it down, and so the rest of the branch... The rest of the uh, 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 vine can get more life and more energy. How many people can say in your spirit, I'm so glad God pruned that out of my life? Everybody thought it was good, but it was killing me. It was just taking all of my energy, all of my life. It was just choking the life right out of me. So God had to prune it. And then sometimes it didn't feel good. And here's the thing. It looked good on the outside. Right? Uh, but it was just zapping you. So God had to remove it. Right? So he had to prune it. He didn't cut off. He just pruned it back. 
right? Uh, so you can get more energy and more life, man, to do kingdom work. He's because I need, in, in order for you to love the way I want you to love, you got to get them out of your life. Uh, uh, you got to get that out of your life because they don't care nothing about the kingdom. All they do is try to sap you for everything you have. And when you don't have anything else, they leave you and you're nothing. So he has to, he has to remove you. You know, I, 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 uh, um, I very rarely, uh, when I talk to people, there's a term called church hopping, right? And, and people that say who've been in church for a long time, they, they kind of frown on people. They call them church hoppers. Uh, and they say, I didn't people church hoppers. But here's the thing. Uh, but what if, just, just, just think about this. Here. What if where you was at was zapping the life from you? And God says, I got to prune that out of your life because if I don't get you from there, it'll take all the energy away that I need you to have in order to do kingdom work. He said, so I got to prune that out of your life. But, but let me get back to that. I'm going to come back to it. All right, now, I'm going to come back to it. Stay with me. I'm coming back to it. So, so he has to prune some of those things out of your life. And he prunes it back. And when he prunes it back, that energy, that, that thing no longer takes your energy. That thing no longer takes what God, you know, I, I'm gifted and I'm talented and I'm doing these things. And all you do is talk about me. All you do is run me down. I can't do nothing right. And I know I love the Lord. Because you know you. It's not what everybody does. You know, and you know that thing is killing you. You can't go to sleep at night. There's some things that's going on in your life. God is trying to prune, and you don't want to let it go. God said, I got I to gotta get it out of your life. He said, because I got something for you to do. He said, I need you to be more productive. Now, remember now, so this grapevine, and, and watch this here. And sometimes the longer... The vine is there. Years later, Shackford, the, 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 the grapes are so beautiful and so thick, and, they, and, they, and the wine is so expensive. Uh, 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 it's just so expensive because it's been taken care of, and the vine dresser has paid close attention. Sometimes when you're going through something, God pays so much attention to your life. And listen to me. Don't you ever think that you are unnoticed. I want you to know, man, God got you on notice. God is like the vine dresser walking along the vine, and he's taking these things out of your life because he wants you to be productive. So he's watching your life, and and, and I know sometimes he has to snatch things away. And sometimes when he cut, it hurts. But, but, But later on, it's a whole lot of people benefit because you got pruned. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole lot of people are blessed, man, because God pruned your life. He pruned that thing away. And you say, ooh, I'm so glad. As the scripture said, won't he will? Ain't really, that's really not a sin, but it sounds good. Won't he will? Right now. So he says, now watch this in John. So Jesus is talking to them. And he's talking about this vine. And uh, he says this, remain in me. Because I'm the life source. 
Now hear me out. Because we live in a day and time now where people, I don't know why, I do know why. Satan is really trying to get us, man, to really walk away from Christ and not be connected. They tell us all kind of stuff. The internet is flooded with people saying you don't need Jesus. Right? Uh, but when you know that if it wasn't for him, man, where would you be? You know it was him that delivered. When you was at the, Some of you all, you, I, I was uh, sister uh, 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 Metcalf is here today, and uh, so I'm so glad to see you, sis. Right? And, uh, and I remember, man, when, when COVID was at its highest point, she would call, one time I called, and she would be crying because uh, people were dying around her so fast because she's a traveling nurse, and people were just sick. Uh, uh, but God had to get her so she can be a blessing to so many other people. Because God needed his nurse that loved him to be there to speak not only health, but life into them. And, 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 and it was tough, right? And some of the people on our job, God had to cut them loose. And they, it was, some of them was doctors. But God had to prune them out of her life so she could have the energy man to help this one over here live again. Sometimes God got to get this out of your life over here, man, so you can give life to somebody else. God needs you to give life to somebody else. He works through us. But say no that. That's why we have to stay connected with him. So Jesus says this. He said, remain in me. He said, listen, not only come and accept me, he said, but remain because there's going to come a time when Satan going to tell you I'm tired of church. Who needs church? We don't need to go to church. Don't nobody need church. I can watch online. You know, I, I don't need to be there. He said, forsake not to assemble yourselves. He knew because somebody needed you. And Satan is telling you, stay at home. Don't get dressed. Don't come. He said, remain in me and I will remain in you. Now, this is important. For you, the branch, cannot produce fruit if you're severed from the vine. If you cut that thing away from the vine and lay it over here, it will not produce nothing. When Satan tricked you into cutting yourself off from Christ, when your friend calls you up and tells you you don't need Jesus, you can just be spiritual. Now, don't, 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 don't take this the wrong way. Uh, 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 you can just be spiritual. You know, he are all our creator. When, 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 when God incarnated himself as a spirit in the heart and the mind of a man named Christ to show us how to live. And he said, you need to be connected to me because I'm the connection to him. And because of me and my connection with him and you being connected with me, you got direct access to him. So, so, so he says, and so now when you call the father, uh, you can get directly connected to him. And this is with Jesus. Now, it's important because he's trying to produce something. He's trying to change the culture that now is trying to go south. 
He's trying to get us back on the right path. And, and you have given your life to Christ and Satan know it. He's trying to get you to walk away from Jesus. How, don't raise your hand. But how many people, man, you don't even read your Bible like you used to? You, you're so easily distracted. You don't spend no time in prayer anymore. You, you, you know, we had we had prayer meeting on, on, on Wednesday, and there'd be three people here. Right? So when we have so and here's the thing. And so people are not really spending their time with God. And Satan know it. And so when Jesus said, you got to remain in me, he said, because I'm your life source. He said, without me, you can't make it. He said, you can't be pretty, you can't even do kingdom work. Then he goes on to say this in verse number five. Right? Yes, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, I mean, those who believe in me and follow my teachings and everything I'm teaching you, those who remain in me and I in them will, everybody say will, will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can't do much, right? You, you, You can't take yourself away from the power source, and you're nothing. I, I, I often told a story, I remember a guy, a lady who bought a refrigerator, and, and she bought the refrigerator, and it was the best refrigerator dairy money could buy. Some of you guys heard the story. And, and she went, bought the best refrigerator money could buy, and then she went out and bought the best meat and the best vegetables there that money can buy. And she had the best uh, frozen food. She wanted the best everything. And she went, and all of a sudden, man, all the food spoiled. And she didn't understand, so she called the company back up and told them that something's wrong with my refrigerator. You know, all my food is spoiled, and she's all upset, been out of shape. And they said, we'll send a technician out. So the technician came out, and the technician pulled the refrigerator from the back of the wall and looked at it, and the woman never plugged the refrigerator in. So, and, and here's the thing. Whenever you're not plugged into Christ. Everything you have will spoil. You have to stay connected to him in order for it to give life. Your marriage won't work. Your relationship with your kids won't work. Your relationship on your job won't work. None of it will work, man, when you disconnect from God. He is to connect to everything you do in life. You have to take him everywhere you go. Everything about him is life-giving. I challenge people all the time uh, when they talk to me about Christ, and I said, if you can just show me what anything he did was not life-giving, anything about his teaching that was not life-giving. So I said, man, this is good. So I, I try to stay connected to him. Because he tell us, if you disconnect from me, I'm telling you, as God in the flesh, you won't make it. You, 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 you won't make it. You think you can produce. Satan's going to trick you. And make you think you're productive, and then all of a sudden, man, the bottom falls out. You, 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 you think your business is going well, and all of a sudden, you hit a snag, and you're trying to figure out what happens. Because the king says, I'm in charge. He said, you don't get to play and serve me with your lip, and your heart is far from me. He said, you got to stay connected with me, man, for your marriage to work. I don't care how bad your marriage is. If you stay connected with Christ, it's a guaranteed success. Everybody says, oh, now you're tripping now. I'm telling you, uh, those who have bad relationships, 
if they be honest, they are not following the teachings of Jesus. They, they, they following their own thing. They doing what they want to do, right? But those who may follow the word, you're going to have some ups and downs because it says for better or for. So you will have those days, but the thing about having a relationship stand to connect with God, it all works itself out because God is the life source. Jesus is the life source. So he, now this is what he says uh, uh, in this next verse. He says, anyone, everybody say anyone. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withered. He says, I can't use you. Jesus said, I, I, I can't use you. Remember he's talking to these a first century, he said, I can't use you. He said, you got to stay connected with me in order for the fruit, in order for the fruit to grow and be proud. You got to stay connected to the vine. You got to. He said, so I got to prune some of these things out of your life. I got to get some of this stuff out of your life so you can be better productive for the kingdom. So everybody that eat from your vine is always satisfied. Don't be a branch with beautiful green leaves and no fruit. You can't dress up and, and wear Louis Vuitton and think that you saved. You can get your hair done. You can pay $150 for your weed. But your heart better be right. Because it's, it's, it's a matter. And what Satan is trying to do, he's trying to make us look good on the outside and on the inside. We're not making the connection. We're not staying connected to him. Because I know if you connected, he says, because you will love people. You're a difference maker. Verse 7 says, but if you remain in me and my word remain in you, uh-oh, you may ask for anything you want and I'll grant it. He says, listen, do you realize that the king of kings says, listen, if you abide in me, and my word abide in you? He said, I got you covered. He said, I don't care what you're going through, I got you. Raise your hand if he ever paid a bill for you. Yeah. The guy that ever paid a bill for you. Everybody said, well, he didn't pay the bill for me, I paid it. I want to know where you got it from. I want to know where the source came from. He says, because I can shut it off at any time. Uh, it's almost like the gas prices. I can turn them up and turn them down. Because I'm in charge. He said, but if you remain in me, my word will remain in you. You can ask anything, precious. I don't care what you're going through, but you got to make sure that you're connected to the vine. you got to stay connected to Christ. It's important. He says this in verse 8. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciple. Right? right? Now listen to me. And then God is excited about you when you are productive in the kingdom. Now, I want to uh, listen to what he says. He says, I've loved you. This is Jesus telling me. He says, I've loved you. And you know I've loved you. Because you've been through some situations and I've brought you out. I've pruned some things out of your life. I've helped you out. And I've done some stuff for you that nobody else could do. And you knew it was me. He said, I made it happen for you. He said, when you didn't know which way to go, he said, I was there. He said, I got that thing out of your life so you can make it happen. 
And then I gave you more than you had before so you can do kingdom work. He said, your spiritual life was like never before. You had such a peace. It was all because of me. All because of me. He said, when you obey my commands, he said, I mean, when you follow my teachings and listen to the gospel message and follow the gospel message, he says, you remain in my love. He says, just as I obey my father's commands and I remain in his love. Jesus said, I follow my father's, and because of it, my life is so blessed. He said, you'll be able to be as blessed as I am if you follow the teachings that I'm giving you. Now, if anybody in the room can show me, not what men said, but where Jesus did not have your best interests, where he taught you something contrary to having a relationship with God, his whole mission was to try to get you connected to the Father. So when people talk about spirituality, man, that's a spiritual thing. Jesus' whole thing was spiritual. He said, that's my whole mission. I'm trying to get you connected back. That's why I gave you the Holy Spirit. He said, I gave you the Holy Spirit so you can connect to my Father, right? And then when you connect with him, everybody else is going to know it, that you're connected to him. He says, I've told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. He said, but this is my command. Love each other. He always coming back to loving each other. Why is it he always coming back but has something to do with people? Why Why is it not about your car? Why is it about loving your house? Why is it always about people? Because that's the only thing that matters. He said the thing that matters is relationships. He said the only way that relationships matter if you stay connected with me. Because if you don't stay connected with me, you will cut somebody else's throat. You will steal from them. You will take from them. You will go into their house after they fed you and steal from them. He said, you, you'll hurt people if you don't have me. If you don't stay connected with me, he said, you would destroy relationships. Nobody cares about your expensive car. They only care about how you treat them. You can drive up in your Lexus. You can have a big, beautiful home, but nobody cares about your home. I remember there was a story years ago uh, where a young man uh, had did something that molested his daughter or something like that. And uh, they had, the, the news says it was a beautiful home. And it says, uh, tiny on the outside, but terror on the inside. Because it had nothing to do with how good the house looked. It was the devil inside. Because it was about, uh, do you, how do they know that Jesus is real? How do they know? Because when you connect with him, everybody that touch you know that you're connected to him. When you remain in the vine, everybody know that you're connected to him. How do they know it? Because love covers a multitude of faults. And, and it doesn't matter because even if I don't like you, because I'm connected with him, I love you. 
I'll still do for you even though you don't deserve it. Not because of me, it's because of who I'm connected to. Because he's my lifeline. Am I going to make mistakes? Of course I'm going to make mistakes. Right? And, and of course you're going to make mistakes. But because I'm connected with him, it's going to change my relationship with you. And what's my mission? To get you to have a better relationship with him. What that mean? The way you treat people. Everything down here is about relationships. All the other stuff mean nothing. It, it don't, listen, how have you been following the Russian Korean War? It's a mess. It's a mess. Beautiful buildings, everybody thought was valuable, is rubbish. Apartment buildings, condos, none of it matters. Only thing matters is people. Everybody said people. Now, I want to uh, talk about three characteristics of fruit, and I want you to think about you. And we'll, we'll, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Three characteristics, right? Number one, fruit reflects the character of its tree. Apples come from apple trees. Oranges grow on trees. But fruit in your life should reflect Christ. Does the fruit in your life reflect Christ? Does it reflect his attitude? Can somebody look at your character and say that you are a follower of Christ? Can they look at you? Because the fruit reflects the character of the tree. So if you're doing stuff that's contrary to the kingdom, the question is what tree are you connected to? Where are you driving your life stuff from? Well, you know it's about me. That's why he said you have to die to you and come alive to him. Right? That's number one. Here's the next thing. Fruit is very visible. Right? The presence of fruit lets you know the identity, a tree, and whether it's healthy or not. So when you see you can look at a fruit and it tell if the tree is healthy or not. I can look at you because you are the fruit. Right? An authentic follower of Christ, listen to this, is the visible follower of Christ, not a secret agent. I'm not hiding. I want everybody to know I'm a follower of Christ. I don't walk around my Bible, Dale, up under my arm. Praise the Lord, brother. God is good. Won't he do it? Yes, Lord. Praise the Lord. My name is Pastor Duran. I'm from the kingdom. Let me see covenant. No. 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 All I do is, is uh, uh, I, I'm, I, I just show you the love of Christ. Uh, when you need me, I'm there. It's almost like calling Tim. I say, hey, Tim, what you need me to do, Pastor? What you need me to do, Sister? What you need me to do? Okay, I'll be right there. Give me a minute, right? Uh, because the love of God just oozes out, and people can see it. And I'm not a secret agent because I show the love of God. It's like Margaret. It's like it's kind of hard not to see Christ in Margaret because every time she opens her mouth, yeah. it's about loving somebody else. It's, it's always about how I can pray for you or how, how I can move, or how I can move. That, that's what it's all about. And here's the third one. Fruit is always 
for the benefit of others. This is big. So if you're always serving yourself instead of others, your fruit is going to rot on the tree. Fruit is never for you. It's never for the tree. It's for others to enjoy it. And that's important. Uh, so it's not about you. Everybody says it's not about me. It's the reason why God empowers, the reason why God gives you resources, the reason why God gives you so much life, so you can give life to others. That's what it's all about, right? And so in Romans, here's what Paul said. So now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. There's no condemn. They don't find there's no condemnation in your life. Right? Then he goes on and says, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. He said, because you're connected with God, he gave you the life so you can overpower your sin nature. So now, I was telling someone the other day, I said, sex is on the rise. I mean, it's just, it's rampant. It is so crazy. I mean, it's, the, it's, it's, it's like all-time high. Right? And here's the thing. It's because people are connected to their flesh. It's all about my sin nature, satisfying my sin. It's not about Christ. So I, I don't mind violating you as long as I get what I want. Long as I'm, I don't care if I mess up your marriage as long as I get what I want. I don't care if I violate your child as long as I get what I want. Because it's about me. That's because you're living in your sin nature. That's why he said you got to be born again. And, and here's the thing. Because you belong to Christ, now watch the power, right? The power of the life-giving spirit, the Holy Spirit comes into your life, right? And it frees you from your power, your sin nature. So my sin nature no longer has power on me as long as I stay in Christ. As long as I stay in the word, there is no condemnation. Precious, I ain't worried about nothing when I know I'm living right. I'm, I'm, I'm not condemned as long as I'm living right. As long as I stay in Christ and I'm focused on Christ. And you hear people say, well, you know, we're sinners and we sin every day. You know how it is. It is what it is. No, you don't have to sin. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God gave you the Holy Spirit and gave you the power to make a choice. And because of your sin nature, man, you yield to your sin nature. When you have the power to say no. You have the power. God gave you the Holy Spirit and gave you the power. Now, you may not want that power. That's because I want to do me. Because I want to live for me and not for Christ. Right? He says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. Man, that's some power stuff. When the Holy Spirit lives in you, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he would give life to your mortal body by this same spirit living within you. So we live in hopes, knowing because our relationship with Christ. Now watch this here, and I'm going to wrap this thing up for the vine. Right? Now, here's the thing. We are Christ's branches. He is expected to find in us 
righteousness, faithfulness, right? And I ain't mean righteousness again, and love. He expects to find that in you. The question is what do people see in you when they come in contact with you? Now, here's what happened. This is important. When you take a vine, as I wrap this up, when you take a vine and they prune that vine back, and when they prune it back, it's, it's like the energy, the life comes into this vine and it starts to spread. As it starts to spread, it starts to bud. And then they start anything, all the other stuff that keep coming up in your life, he starts pruning it back. Right? And he's pruning it back. So what? You can get more energy. More life-giving spirit. And then all of a sudden, you look at the grapevine, and if the vine dresser, I want you to understand something. If the vine dresser is good, he's going to look at every single branch every day. And he gets tired, he's hunched over, but he's consistent. God has been following you from the day you were born. And he's been right there with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. From the time you was born, before you even accepted Jesus in your life, God was there. Pruning stuff from your life. Giving you life. And Satan keep throwing these little branches and then God will come and clip it. He'll prune it back and say, nope, not this one. Ask me how I know. Because you're sitting here now. If you wasn't sitting here now, you'd be dead. But because God know you're important, he keep pruning stuff and he's he telling you, I got you. He said, I keep working with you. He said, I keep doing this for you. He said, I love you. He said, I keep, I'm giving you chance after chance. Satan is trying to destroy you, and I'm trying to give you life. He said, I'm, I'm going to keep pruning those things out of your life. Don't get mad when God remove it. Because you knew it wasn't no good from you from the beginning. Raise your hand if you know. You said, ooh, thank God I needed you to help me. I told a young man the other day, and I'm done. I said, he says, I don't know what to do. He said, I'm tired of um, telling God I'm sorry for something. I said, don't you ever stop. I said, do you love the Lord? He said, yes. And, uh, and he was dealing some some drugs and stuff. And I told him, he said, well, but, you know, this is all I know. I said, but if you, if, if you trust God and you believe in him, he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ever ask or think. He'll replace everything that's in your life, but you got to give your life to him. You have to give your life to him and know that he's able to do. Raise your hand if God ever increased your income. Stand up. Stand up if God increased your income. One time, just stand up. Now turn around and look. Yeah, you didn't do it. God did it. Now stay still. Don't sit down. God Touch somebody, and then they bless you. Because God knew you needed more. So I don't care what you're into, God says, I got you. Sit down. If you've ever been sick, and God healed your body, stand up. It wasn't a medicine, it was God. It wasn't a doctor, it was God, because they practiced on a whole lot of people and they died. Some people took the same medicine you took and it didn't do nothing for them. You got to stay connected to the vine. 
Sit down. I want you to stand up if you ever prayed for your kids and God stepped in. There was nothing you could do. And God said, I got this. So he pruned that out of your kid's life. God is an amazing God. You got to stay connected to the vine. Get a Lord a hand clap. You may be seated. I know, come on up, Ross. I don't know what I did, but I didn't tore up something. What's going on? I didn't turn the mic off or something. Take that. I got, watch the power come back on. Won't he do it? Amen, brother. Wasn't that right on time? He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. I just want to uh, close and thank you all for being a little patient. I was intent to go over a little, little over I told you in the beginning. But I want you guys to understand something. When you go home, man, do a study of the grapevine and understand how important it is because sometimes you have stuff that sags in your life. If a branch falls off the tree and it hits the ground, the vine dresser picks it up and he connects it back to the vine. Sometimes, man, God has to lift you up and encourage you because Satan will knock you down and you're dragging the ground. And God comes along and he brings, now watch this, he always does it this way. He brings somebody along, Sister Shackford, and they'll give you words of encouragement and they lift you up. I remember Sister Shackford told me she used to go in the bank and Tasha, and Tasha would give her words of encouragement. God always works through people. He always works through people. People, please do me a favor. Stay connected to the vine. Don't get disconnected and be powerless. Stay connected to the vine, and then everything from there, you got somebody working with you. And say know it. Amen? Everybody stand to your feet. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you're not connected to him, I want to offer, I want to offer you the true vine. I want to offer you Christ. Now, some people have accepted Christ in their life, Brother Mickey, uh, but they have not dedicated themselves to him. And they plan with God. And, and Satan know that. And that's what Satan wants you to do. Right? And so what happens is a lot of us, man, we're unproductive. Uh, we, we can be a whole lot more successful. Hey, I want you, I don't want you to make a special, I don't want anybody to make a special sacrifice. You know, people say, man, I want you to make a special sacrifice today. Do something special. No, just do what you're supposed to do. I don't want anybody to do anything extra. So I'm not going to tell you that. It's no gimmicks. God told us to give a portion back to him. We got to trust him so much, right? That's part of being connected to the vine. The evidence to him, God know your heart. God know everything you have. He know all your finances. He know everything about you. Because everything you have, he gave it to you. Right? But he also told you to give a portion back so we can touch the lives of people. The only way we impact people's lives is through your help. We can't do it apart from you. 
So we ask you all, continue to be a blessing to the ministry so we can do kingdom work on behalf of the church and behalf of the kingdom. So as you prepare to give, you can give on give online through Giveify. You can write a check, right? Or you can um, go on our website and give. But you gotta give, right? And don't don't tip God and think you're doing him a favor because you don't want him to tip you. I want you to hear that because a lot of time, man, we think we're tipping God. You know, God has blessed us to make fifty thousand dollars, and we tip him, give him fifty thousand, think we did something. God said, "Don't play with me." You don't want me to play with you, right? And so it's important, right? But let your heart be led for those who have a relationship with God. If you don't have anything to give, don't ever feel guilty. Don't ever feel guilty. But please make sure you make sure you do your part when it comes to doing kingdom work so we can make it happen. Amen? Everything we do here is for the right thing. We don't, we don't play with your money. We try to do kingdom work. Amen? Lord, bless those who have the give and those who have not. Lord, we ask you to touch the hearts. You know where we are financially. Even though the gas prices are up and things are tight, some of us are still so blessed. And we talk about the gas price, but it really doesn't impact our life. You're blessing us so much. We have so many more resources. And you just keep on blessing us. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to keep on trusting you. So all those who give, Lord, we ask you to touch them, bless them so they'll be able to give even more. You know their hearts. You know their situation. You know their financial conditions. If they don't have enough, we ask you to bless their homes, bless their jobs. We ask you to bless their minds so they can use your resource wisely so they won't ever be without. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we get ready to leave, um, you understand, I'm going to dismiss. You can give on your way out. The altar will be up here for prayer.